Chapter 23 The Diggers Sil Winters was lumbering along slowly in his big old digger. It was nearly as old as him. It was a bit wrecked and rusty, but it had never let him down. He was in a better mood now, and humming a little tune, even making up the words as he drove along. It is time thorny wood was mine. When I fell it, Flora will sell it. When I smash it all to splinters, the wood will belong to Sylvester Winters. Dum-dee-dum, da-dee-da, la-la-la-la-la. As the rusty wire fence of thorny wood came into view, Mr. Winters smiled. No problem to this baby, he said, patting the old machine. No problem at all. What the hell look at those birds, he said. He saw a massive flock of birds rise from the treetops of thorny wood and fly towards him. Small birds, sparrows, blackbirds, thrushes. One small blue bird flying out in front. Sylvester Winters was surprised but not worried. But then they formed into straight lines, one row behind the other, like, like, like soldiers going into war. And over the noise of the old digger, he thought he heard a voice call. He thought he heard, Hey, company, dump! And there was a flash of white, and his windscreen was covered in bird poo. It fell like a shower of snow and splattered on his windows. Be company! Another shower fell on his windows. Mr. Winters could not see anything, not a thing. He had to slow down, almost to a stop. See, company, dump! Mr. Winters put on the wipers, but they only spread the poo over and back. He had to stop. He grabbed a can of water that was on the floor and got out of the digger. He heard, to his horror, Dee, company, ready, aim, fire! Mr. Winters got covered, just like his windscreen. Even his pipe was full of bird poo. Now he was mad. He was really mad. He poured some water on his windscreen and the rest over his head. You can't poo forever, he roared, shaking his fist at the sky. But the flock of birds had disappeared. And it won't stop me, he raged at the wood. Never in his life had Sylvester Winters been so angry. His face was red and his eyes bulging. He jumped into the cab and started the engine. He had only moved a few feet. When another cloud seeped from the trees of thorny wood and a mist like a dense fog surrounded his digger, he couldn't see anything, and was forced to stop again. It's insects this time, flying insects this time, he said in wonder and temper, as flies and midges, millions of flying ants, daddy longlegs, billions of swarming insects buzzed around the cab. There were so many that he could hear the sound of their buzzing over the noise of the old engine. Damn flies, he roared, shaking the gear lever in temper. He inched forward again through the living mist and saw that he had reached the rusty wire fence of thorny wood. I made it, he bellowed like thunder. You can't stop me. A few flies can't stop me. 
through the mist of insects came groups of wasps and bees. In front of his windscreen they rearranged themselves into twelve letters. It only took a few seconds for the words, Danger, go home, to appear right in front of his eyes. In a fit of temper, he snapped on the wipers again, but the insects rose immediately and safely into the air. Sylvester Winters lowered the bucket of the digger and bashed straight through the wire fence, breaking the old wire and dragging some of the rotten posts as he roared, Do your worst! I'm here! Do your worst! What the... Mr. Winters nearly choked when he saw Flora's grandson, A.J. or S.C. or whatever his name was, and that very weird creature from his dream. They were right in front of him, surrounded by woodland creatures in the trees on the ground and in the air. And all around the digger he saw a host of burrowing animals, rabbits, rats, mice, even a mole or two. They walked alongside in a neat line, showing no fear. He felt a gentle movement. Then, slowly, ever so slowly, the great machine began to sink. Sink into the ground, up to the wheels, up to the doors, until Mr. Winters could barely see over the earth. The old engine spluttered and died. All was quiet. Mr. Winters put his head in his hand and cried, I give up. <laughs> That's it. I give up. Beaten by a small boy, some creatures, and bird poo. I give up, he sobbed. My digger is in a hole. And no one is afraid of me. He heard a huge cheer erupt all round him. What a happy sound. The thumper rabbits thumped their big back paws. The birds sang and chirruped in the sky. The squirrels shook the branches until the leaves fell down like they did in autumn. Then again there was silence. J.C. had a quiet word with a big buck rabbit and the rabbit nodded his head and a group of diggers approached the sunken machine and began to dig away the soil from the driver's door. It only took a few minutes. Rabbits are excellent diggers. Why don't you come out now? said J.C. He felt a bit sad to see the big man cry. You could wash in our stream, said Mr. Wiscockley kindly. You could sit on our log, said Elephant. The big man got out of the digger and climbed out of the hole. <clears throat> I expect you will fix our fence soon said the wise old owl, looking down at him. After all, you knocked it down. As soon as possible would be good, if you please. Mr. Winters nodded to the wise old owl and walked into the wood beside J.C. Mr. Wiss swung from tree to tree and Elephant flew along beside them. This way, said J.C., and he took a stunned Mr. Winters by the hand and led him to the log by the stream. Swim, Demony, sit for a minute, Mr. Winters, and have a wash if you like, suggested Mr. Wiscockley. You'll feel better, I think. J.C. handed him his pooey hat and his pooey pipe. You, you dropped these, he said. 
Mr. Winters looked at him suspiciously. Why are you being so nice to me? Why are you being so nice? he muttered. J.C. answered seriously. Granny Flora said you were not a bad man, just an unhappy man, and you are her old friend. And Flora always knows everything. Will she be able to tell me why I can speak to birds and owls and um, whatever that is? He snapped, looking at Mr. Wiscockley. Will she be able to tell me that? His voice was getting louder and he got angrier. Oh, that's easy, said J.C. immediately. I can tell you that. It's because we're in Thorny Wood and Thorny Wood is... Yes, grumbled the old man with an angry sigh. Yes, I know. A magical place. A precious magical place. Absolutely right, said J.C. with a huge smile on his face. That's why we had to stop you knocking it down. First the birds slowed you down, then the insects. You see, we had to slow you down to give the others time to burrow, to dig a trench to stop the digger. A chorus of shy voices added, We had to dig so hard and so deep and so quickly. That was J.C.'s plan, and it worked. Look at you. A child. A bird, and a whatever that is he said rudely as he looked at Mr. Wiss. You have beaten me. Beaten me, a grown man with a digger. I think I'll just go home now, he added softly and sadly. I need some rest and don't worry, I won't be back. I know when I'm beaten and I don't want your cursed wood. You could come back to visit, suggested Elephant kindly. But Mr. Winters just raised one hand in the air and walked away. All the creatures were silent as they watched the big man walk away. And then J.C. began to laugh and laugh. A company dump, he laughed. And the laugh spread like a ray of sunshine over every creature, big and small. P company dump, squealed a baby rabbit. And the laughing started again. Oh, Element, you are hilarious. How did you think of that? said J.C. Well, said Element, I was going to say, hey, company, poo. But it seemed a little bit rude, so I said dump instead. Everybody laughed again. Jeepers, it's getting late. I have to run now or Flora will be worried. J.C. got up to leave. We'll come with you halfway, said Mr. Wiss and the three friends set off. See you all in the morning, said J.C. to the other animals as they left. <laughs>